Testing, one, two, three, testing. Hello? Is anyone out there? Is anyone out there? I'm looking for anyone. Anyone? Please, anyone, respond. Help needed. Can anybody hear me? Help needed. If you can hear, please respond. Please respond. Welcome to HeroClix Borderlands. This is your host, Shay McClure. Uh, you can find me on AC Realms as Colossus TN and as Showtime TN on WizKids. We appreciate you joining us in for our second episode. We are still learning and growing and improving our content, so I hope you will stay with us. If this is your first time listening, uh, let's just go over it really quick. I call it Heroclix Borderlands because I have this image of being trapped in this vast wilderness or desert that doesn't have a lot of Heroclix in it. And I just visit these communities, either by just running across them or on purpose uh, visit communities that have Heroclix. That would be like my venues or to these competitive environments. And while I love it and join in, how does that, how can my wilderness life, which is what I'm in mostly, how can that help me get to that point where I feel like I'm very comfortable in either community, even though I'm not in them for long? Uh, I I got the idea of Borderlands as a, this image of like Mad Max and uh, just this vast wasteland that I just kind of where it has no hero clicks at all. And then me visiting these these uh, either savages or these peaceful communities that have hero clicks and how do I survive in that environment that's so different than my current environment. So uh, that's kind of what we uh, do here at HeroClix Borderlands. It's kind of my journey um, as I'm traveling and making my way towards worlds this June at Origins, hoping to see some of y'all there and, and really looking at how can I grow my game and really reaching out to other people like me who feel like they want to grow their game but really don't have the community support to do it. And so this topic this week, I wanted to talk on and I just had this thought about, is insiders versus outsiders. Um, what makes an insider, what makes an outsider, and what are the advantages to it, and how do we kind of deal with it? Uh, insiders, as we all know, is people who are in the know in the community. They're well-known in a community, uh, private jokes, well-respected, can have easy conversations, seem comfortable inside that community. And let's look at the communities I'm talking about. It sounds very vague, but let's look at your casual events at your venues. You have those people who always talk to each other, seem to have relationships outside of the venue. And when they come together, it's very casual talk, uh, very easy trading between each other, and a lot of friendly advice. Uh, 
Um, you can also see that at major tournaments. Hard to believe, but yes, even at major tournaments, we see this insider community. Guys who show up at major tournaments over and over again have established a relationship, have helped each other. And these communities, too, have insiders, these meta communities. And when we go there, at least when I go there, I feel a little bit like an outsider. Not that people aren't warm and welcoming, but there's a two different levels of greeting and two different levels of sharing of information versus insider versus an outsider. An insider, you're going to get more information from the community than if you're the outsider. So how do we handle that? How, do we, how does that play to our advantage? How does that hurt us? Uh, how can we handle it going forward? So that's really what I want to talk about today and just kind of go delve right into it. Let's look at it. We're, we're outsiders a lot for one reason is that we're just not in that community enough. Uh, we don't have a... Like at my local venue, I am. I would still not consider myself a total outsider, like a brand new 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 person that showed up and started playing the tournament. Uh, as I've been there several times, been in several tournaments, but I don't really communicate with them much outside of the venue. And so my interaction with them occurs at the venue and at those tournaments. And the more tournaments I go to, the more familiar I get with them. But I don't develop that personal relationship, which in the end, can help grow my game. Now, meta environment, I've only been to one major tournament, which was the WizKids uh, World Championships last year, and I knew a couple people there, but mostly out of the 150, 160 people I was playing against, I didn't know anybody. So in that environment, I had to reach out and try to make friends. But once again, the interaction between me and them is different than from people that they know that's well-established in their community. So, what is the benefit to being an outsider? Well, it's the randomness factor. It's just like uh, seeing movies, like when Jack Reacher shows up. You don't know how to read that person. You don't know what they're going to do. They're kind of a wild card. Now, that's great, especially when we're talking about a competitive environment. Because I believe when you sit down, not only are you playing the figures across from you, you also play the person across from you. And while you don't know them, they don't know you. And playing styles become huge. And it can create some opportunities for you. So uh, outsiders at times can have a huge advantage because you, you're really taking people into a comfortable level. Now, that's really apparent, I believe, at local venues. Because you know what? They're, they're used to a non-competitive environment. They're used to a certain group of people. So when a new person comes in, they make a huge impact as an outsider on a group dynamic and make a huge impact on a tournament, I believe, at a casual venue or at a local venue. Uh, since the venue is not used to a lot of uh, people coming back and forth, when you're an outsider, especially the first time you show up, two, three times you show up, you, you're still that wild card. They've not figured out. They don't understand where you're coming from. And while they could treat you just a little bit differently, um, that can also be used to your advantage in the sense that you can be a little bit more random and and it would throw them off their game because they're used to playing against a certain play style. Now, being an outsider at a competitive event, I don't believe is an advantage. And let me explain why. Uh, outsiders' ability to impact a tournament, I believe, comes from the inability to figure out what you're doing the inability to know what the tendencies of that person. 
and it's that wild card factor plus a good team that can create a dynamic function for you. Now, the unfortunate part, I think, at the meta events is that you have a community there that is pretty well known to each other, and they're used to playing against people like you, outsiders, people who come in. So that advantage is now actually your disadvantage because they have more experience playing the outsider and playing against somebody that um, could be a little random and they themselves are kind of used to that kind of environment and may, and you are not all of a sudden, especially in a high-level game like that. And here's, here's another thing we need to keep in mind, or at least I've been trying to keep in mind. More and more communities are being created that attend these tournaments. More and more communities are being created. Like the Team World Championships has really shown us that people are showing up from venues together. Now, what kind of advantage does that give them? Well, this, these insiders, these insider communities, uh, they can help each other through a tournament, either through talking over strategies in between rounds, because you get like 10, 12 minutes between rounds, selling each other down whenever they have a bad bad time, and just keeping the spirits up. So in that sense, when you're an outsider and you're kind of by yourself at those tournaments, that stress kind of builds up, whereas your teammates can help you refocus, can get you back on your strategy, or can help can even let you know when a new type of strategy is filtering through the tournament and how's best to deal with it. Now, I'm starting to see that kind of sharing of information. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, however, it takes away your advantage. And Neuroclues um, were all about all kinds of advantages. So... Are you always an outsider? I don't believe so. I think at times you will develop to become an insider of certain communities. Like at your local venue, you'll work yourself more into an insider role. And at a meta event, the more you show up, the more the deeper your insider role is. Do I think you'll ever become a true insider? I don't know. It, the only way to be a true insider is to spend the time and effort and really just the time and effort to become an insider. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, in my situation, that's kind of hard. And I, I wonder if there's some of y'all like that too, in that it's really hard to show up that venue at every event. And it's hard to, you know, reach out and have people come over to your house. It's hard to attend every competitive event in every state, everywhere around, and continue to run on and spend time and do all that. That becomes an issue, and it's hard to become this this insider, um, and I think we all wish we were insiders. We want to be part, considered part of the in crowd, and we fight that too. It's like, how can we do that? And we can get frustrated that way. I don't believe you can be a true loner in this game, in the fact being that if you don't have a venue to play at, that you're not plugging in at any community, uh, you're not doing anything. I, I can't believe that you're going to be a player. I can believe you can be a collector, that you buy these hero clicks because you like the, like the way they look and you want to set them up on your shelf and kind of look at them. But to be a true player in this game, to go out there and have fun, you're going to have to involve yourself in the community. And you're going to have to put yourself out there. You're going to have to attend this stuff. And you're going to have to prepare for that. Now, I think right now at the metagame, there's been a huge shift, and I'm just going to throw this out, is that I'm going to kind of switch my definition here, but uh, we're talking about insiders, but there's these groups um, oh, these, uh, I don't want to steal a term, but like these, uh, 
they're, they're, they're basically teams are attending events. And I think they're having huge impacts on these events. And they're swallowing up the people without teams. And while you can still do good without a team being at the event with you, to show up at an event, a major event, and not have a team, not have a team at least in spirit behind you at that event, I believe it's almost impossible to be be successful. Now, I'd love to hear from y'all if y'all don't agree with me, but in my personal experience, and the way I see the meta is going, that the Lone Ranger, the loner, is not going to have a huge impact on the new competitive scene. It's going to be these these uh, micro teams, uh, these micro insiders, and they're insiders to their own little groups. They're starting to show up at these tournaments, and I'm not going to say starting. I, I think it's been brought about because of this team concept. There's been a, you know, you know a lot of a lot of the uh, four points gaming club. Man, they're great. They're they're great guys. Uh, but they share knowledge and insight and help each other at tournaments. And you will, you they have a huge effect. They will have an effect. They show up in their shirts and all that, and everybody's like, uh, "How does that? I mean, is that?" really the way Heroclix is going? I think it is. And how can we, as, as guys stuck in the borderlands who want to compete at that level, want to be part of that, how can we get up from the, uh, what I call the chum in those tournaments? It's, it's the, when they sit down across from you and you and they look at you like, okay, my team's going to grind you up, take all your points, and we're going to use you to get us into the next round. Uh, you should listen to some podcasts. You can see the growth of these teams if you listen to uh, Starting Over with, with Dark Logos. You know, he talks about the team aspect. He talks about his team. He talks about the power of his team. He talks about the... Um, and I, I, love the, I love the podcast. He even ta- had a podcast I listened to, and it's really interesting, about how to make up a team. And these, these, these insider communities where they have access to figures... They have they help each other on their strategies and they test each other out before you ever show up at a tournament. You know, in our current environment, the way I am, I my access is only with my figures. Uh, I only have the teams in my head, and I have limited playability, especially since my venue doesn't run a lot of three hundred competitive, and it's not against them. I mean, it, it, they're doing a variety to bring a lot of players in, and I'll go play in that, but I. The community I really want to also start impacting, I'm more of an outsider in, and my community where I'm starting to develop as an insider doesn't run the events that's going to help help me grow. So to believe that I can sit here in this, this current state and be this outsider in both these communities and not be able to grow the game the way in which I want is to, I think, be a little foolish. So... Um, I can tell you, I have reached out. I reached out on uh, HC Realms and tried to start a thread. Didn't have a lot of response to it, but I did have a one um, user actually email me and say, "Hey, I think I want to help you out." Uh, he lives out. He he lives out west. Uh, Sneaky Brick on HC Realms, and you know what? Just in the last week or two, in which we've been kind of emailing and talking with each other, I have felt a rejuvenation for HeroClix. I felt and. Not only a rejuvenation, I've also felt like, wow, you know, I, I'm starting to, to, to be pushed to come up with new ideas, to be involved in this metagame. I have spent my time kind of reading forums and listening to podcasts and watching podcasts and watching games get played. But, I mean, that's still just being a, more of a lurker or a, uh, 
a, a spy on what's going on, but not being really part of it, a, a voyeur, as the French would call it. So you would, so how do I become part of that so that I'm stimulating my brain to grow my game out as much as possible? And, you know, we even did an online game where we posted and we ran figures and all that. And that was awesome in that while it took longer, it allowed me to play a competitive team and get feedback, and he gave me great feedback, and I have started to mess around my team and starting to um, really starting to grow it the way I want to go with uh, with the thought of the WizKid Open and the world. So when we talk about outsiders and insiders, I think to kind of wrap this up because I don't want this to go way way too long. You you're going to find yourself in different being. I can't define you as a true outsider or a true insider. You're going to find yourself, if you go to a certain venue, you might feel like an outsider because it's your first time there. But the more you go there, you'll grow as an insider. But, I mean, depending on how much time you get there is how far down in that culture do you get. I mean, are you that guy, the go-to guy they go to? Or are you this guy who shows up that they know, they're comfortable with, but still doesn't interact with them on a deeply personal or kind of that that level where you can run ideas off each other and then you know you're going to find yourself to be more of an insider there but you can show up these other big mega tournaments you're going to be more of an outsider but the more you show up there you're going to be moving more towards an insider but when does that flip over to where oh you know they start coming to you and you know start going hey let's run these ideas by and i think that's going to be important because uh those teams really are making a huge impact in that they're able to keep each other focused. They're able to go over strategies together. They can watch what's being played. They can see, they can bring new ideas to the table. And it just really helps you prepare for that high level competitive event, which you only got one shot at. Uh, you casual events, you know, you just kind of grow and you go every week or every other week. Like my venue does about two a month. So you're going every about. 24 times a year, well, okay, you're going you're gonna to have more success. But, you know, you show up at a world championships, you only got one shot at that. Maybe two uh, qualifiers, and then you've got your thing. has to be ready for it, so your team becomes this group that you depend upon. So, um, can you be a true outsider? Yes. I think it's very easy because we can't spend as much time in 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 certain communities as we wish we can't spend enough time in the meta community we can't spend enough time in the casual or venue community and so we're kind of stuck in the middle but are you going to be successful at a meta event probably not are you going to be very successful at your venue i don't know you could be however at your own venue i mean your your interaction is going to be a little bit more limited than somebody that's a true insider so Insider versus outsiders, it really depends on where you're at. But I do believe that in order, if your goal is like mine, to reach a high competitive level, you're going to have to develop a community. You're going to have to be an insider somewhere in a meta-type micro-community. A community who has the belief that, hey, we really want to impact the meta. And I can tell you what was really funny, this is just an interesting conversation I had, is that um, my sister is dating... A man and his son was Kentucky State champion of Pokemon. Now, imagine this. We're sitting around and he starts talking Pokemon and I start talking about that. And we start going back and forth and he just starts clicking over some stuff that he starts talking about that really just, I'm like, wow. Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. And he was talking about how he won the Kentucky State Pokemon 
is that him and a bunch of guys had come up, had worked on a deck. They were a team. And they came up and they got all these uh, different little variations of the deck and really worked through it, worked through it. And then when they went to the state tournaments, they surprised the deck on everybody. They all, what they call, blitz the tournament with the deck. They knew one of them would win if they all came in with that type of deck and really just started hammering people. Now, it's that team mindset where, hey, we're all going to work on this together. We're all going to get something great. Then we're going to go out there and slam a tournament and see if we can take luck out of it. And this deck will win nine times out of ten. Or this team will win seven times out of ten. So if we go blitz it, we have a better shot than anybody else. And it's that kind of mentality, I think, starting to invade hero clicks in that people are starting to see good builds. They're going to practice against the good stuff. And they're going to throw these teams out there that have the higher shot at winning because they put the uh, stack the odds in their favor because they've come into it with a kind of a community insider mentality. So I think I need to switch over to that. I think if you want to be a competitive player, you have to really think about adding that to your arsenal. I need to grow my community. I need to grow my meta community. I need to grow this group of thinkers who help me make my team better. And I'm going to have to participate in events with them and be able to be brutally honest with each other on how to improve that team. And... You know, I, I listen to podcasts, and I, th- I think you should listen to other podcasts. Uh, the Meta Lab, uh, Dark Logos, Starting Over, they all have that team kind of environment to them. And especially if you go Dark Logos, I mean, his Starting Over podcast. He even has a podcast on how to create a team and how you should share figures and all that. We're just limited. When you're, when you're in the borderlands, you're limited to your collection, you're limited to what you can think will work, and you're limited to your small experience. So in order to increase that, I think you're going to have to start reaching out. And social media right now and the Internet has allowed us to expand borders, just like I was telling you about Sneaky Brick. He's all the way in the West Coast, and we're still able to play a game and be able to talk to each other and email each other. And I think it's those steps we're going to have to start doing. And while we can't be an insider in the communities like our venue or our at the meta tournaments or these, these big tournaments, Maybe we can grow a community inside of each other through this social media, through the ability to reach out to each other through the internet to be able to do that. In order to grow this, grow a team, a community of yourself where you're an insider and it's able to make your, your game bigger than the community itself. That may make it better. Make everybody's game better. So um, something to think about. I mean, we can look at Majestics. Uh, I played against Justino, and he probably doesn't even remember me, but man, you could tell he he had trained, he knew what he was doing, and he'd be more really worked out against Patrick, who's the world champion. So you could tell, and I, when I played him, I could see that they have this kind of certain routine, and, and it was developed through this this uh, team aspect where they've pushed each other to become better players. So um, really, that was my thoughts today on insider versus outsider. And what it comes down to is we need to reach out to each other. If we're serious about bridging this gap between the casual and meta, you're going to have to start putting time into them. And I do think you're going to have to grow a community somewhere. If your casual environment, if your venue can be that type of community, you need to grow it. You need to plug in. You're going to have to have a team. You're going to have to become an insider in a community that will help support you on your quest. If your quest is to go and compete in the meta environment, which is mine. So I'm going to have to grow my community. And, I, and it's finding the like mindset of people who can help you push your game to the next level. So anyway, that's my thoughts this week in Hero Clicks and 
Heroclix Borderlands. Uh, I appreciate you listening. Uh, next time, we're going to be talking about are you an explorer or are you a guide? And I'll kind of go into that a little bit more next episode. But I really appreciate it. Please rate us and review us on iTunes. Yes, we have just been accepted into iTunes. And hopefully this episode will come out pretty quick. But uh, please rate us, review us. I'd love to take suggestions. love to uh, find out what you're thinking about and how I can make this better. Um, I keep saying we. It's only me doing this. But I'd love to have more people involved in this. I want this community to be more than just me because I think the power in Heroclix is a community. It's, it's about growing this game as not by yourself but in it with, a, with a group of people. And I think that makes the game stronger. It makes you stronger. So... Uh, signing off for Heroclix and Borderlands. Like I said, you can find me at HC Realms. Uh, my handle is ColossusTN or on WizKids, it is ShowtimeTN. Uh, you can email us at lostinclicks at gmail.com. That's L-O-S-T-I-N-C-L-I-X at gmail.com. Com. Uh, until then, keep it headed in the right direction and stay off that last KO click. You have a good day.